not, go ahead and be turning the Bibles to the book of Psalms this morning, to the book of Psalms, chapter number 55. Psalm 55. And if you will, you find your place, if you would please stand, out of reverence, out of respect to God's Word. Psalm chapter number 55. Man, I tell you, God's blessed us with a, a beautiful day today. It's been kind of on the warmer side until we got down here to Tennessee. And it was a little colder on the colder side. Amen. Psalm 55. If you found your place, say amen. Amen. Psalm chapter 55. Let's begin reading this morning down about verse number 1 uh, through verse number 6. The Bible says, Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise because of the voice of the enemy. Because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pained within me, and the terrors of death are falling upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. Bible said, verse number six, and I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Let's read this verse number 6 one more time and dig in where God wants us to be. And I said, Oh, David's crying out here, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Let's pray. Dear Lord, most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, God. And I just want to thank you so much, Lord, for this privilege, this opportunity, just to be able to bow our heads to you this morning. And Father, I thank you, God, for your mercy. God, for your grace. Father, I'm thankful for your son. God, I'm glad you sent him to die on the cross for our sin and the sin of this world. And God, I pray this morning that you'd help that one may be in need this morning. Father God, I pray that you would just have your will, have your way. God, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated this morning. Uh, I'll preach this morning on this thought. What to do when you want to fly away. I'm going to take my time this morning. I, I normally preach pretty quick. But this morning I want to take my time and I want to deal with what God's dealt with me on. And I think it will be a help to us this morning. I want to give you some facts on this book of Psalms this morning that hopefully I've not given you before. Then I want to look at the context of our scripture. And we see uh, this morning, I want to see what it is that has David here wanting to fly away in our text. Have you ever been there in your life before where you just wanted to fly away? Where you wanted to get away from it all? Well, David here in our text is that this place in his lap. And it's as you and I open up this book of Psalms that you and I do know that even though there are distressful times in this life, we know that there's also more than likely in this book going to be some praising as well. Now, uh, we see that this book of Psalms this morning paints a perfect picture, if you will, Brother Wes, of the life of the child of God. 
I mean, this is the way that life is. There are troublesome times, are there not? There's praising times as well, are there not? And it seems like sometimes in life, right when we get to the praising part of life, it seems like we're in trouble sometimes again. Is that not where we're at this morning? Y'all going to have to help me this morning. I need some help, alright? So that's the way it is sometimes. Excuse me. Now, could you imagine this morning having to go through those troublesome times without having God in your life? Now, could you imagine that? Boy, it'd be tough, wouldn't it? It'd be hard. Could you imagine not having any joy or any praise this morning after the troublesome times are over and in the troublesome times? Friend, that'd be hard this morning, but I'm glad to be able to say this morning that when troublesome times passed our way, if you're saved and born again this morning, you and I can get into the book of Psalms and you and I can find some praise in this life. Hey, friend, the world looks at us like we're nuts. Even when the troublesome times hit, I've heard many children of God, amen, made the statement that I can still yet have some joy. Ain't you glad this morning that in the troublesome times of life, you can still yet have joy, have a peace in your heart. Amen. Well, the world don't know what to do when you and I praise God in the troublesome times. But I'm glad God has left behind a comforter this morning for you and me. Because He knew that you and I needed Him, did He not? And, and He knew, I, I don't know about you, but I needed Him in the year past when I ever had. It's been a crazy year last year. And it don't look like this year is going to get much better. You say, preacher, you're supposed to bring hope. Well, I am. Just give me a minute, alright? So I didn't come to complain. I come to help you this morning. But I'm glad that even in the troublesome times of life, God has not left you and I that are saved. God is with us every step of the way. Hey, friend, I'm glad that God's with us like He was with David this psalm. And just like He was with all the people who composed this book called Psalms this morning. This book's called the Hebrew Hymn Book for a reason. And that reason is because there's always praise to be found in the middle of our problem. Well, it's with with this book of Psalms, and if we look at the Scriptures that go along with this Psalm, uh, that we're reading. Excuse me, I can't talk this morning. The devil ain't liking this. He knows that somebody's going to give some help. Amen? It's good. When the devil fights, it's good. So it's going to be all right. So, listen, you and I will find praise in this song. Now, I don't know what some of you may be going through this morning. Amen. But I'm sure glad to be able to say that no matter what it is that you're going through, there is some praise that you can find in your mouth this morning. There is some praise. David found praise in this song. We can open up the songs and see that God is with His people. Can we not? So He'll be with you and me this morning. I'm glad the Bible said in Hebrews 13 and verse number 5, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Friend, you and I need to be like Paul this morning when he makes the statement in Philippians 4 and 11. Not that I speak in respect of all for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Paul could be content because he knew that God was with him every step of the way. And so many times in the troubles of this life, how many times has God you say, preacher, that ain't good preaching. I really don't care. I'm doing the best I can. So that's enough of the history of Psalms. I didn't give you much. But listen, I want to look at this Psalm chapter 55 this morning. We know that this Psalm is 
taken as a prophetic psalm in our Bible. And if you were to take it and read it this morning, you would see that David is proclaiming the dark days that's going to come on the earth when the Antichrist comes. Alright? This psalm is the psalm of David. And we don't know when this psalm takes place or or what time period that it was in. But I believe I'm going to make an educated uneducated guess. Amen. I'm going to do my best. All right. So this morning, I believe that this is when Absalom has rebelled against David. All right. That's when David was forced to leave Jerusalem and many people were now following his son instead of following David. So David here is at a troublesome time in his life. All right. This is one of the payments for his sin with Bathsheba. You'll reap what you sow, alright? So he's here in the cave this morning he's hiding. And it's also in that cave, David he hears more bad news. Ahithophel, his counselor, has betrayed him as well. Now, as we break into this psalm, it's no wonder that David feels that he's alone in our text. Have you ever felt alone in land? Even when you're surrounded by people. But you still yet feel alone. See, David here in our text, he feels alone, he feels like nobody cares, he feels down and he feels out. He's gotten into a desperate situation here in his life, but now notice this situation, David don't call out to man, he calls out to God. Alright, so who else can we call unto except the Lord? He'll be our strength in a time of need. Uh, he'll be the one who give us grace to help in a time of need. So David cries out here. Then we see why he cries. Listen to this. The Bible says in verses 3 through 4, Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pain within me, and the terrors of death are falling upon me. David feels so bad, he feels like he's going to die. Preacher, you ain't helping me. Hold on, okay? He feels the terror of death in his life this time. He feels that way because those who were closest to him have deserted him. Amen. The enemy is at his heels and he feels like there's nothing he can do. And the Bible said in verse number 6, And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. You know what David's saying here? He's saying I'm about tired of flying. It's when it as far as I can go. I've done all I could and I'll get away. Let me ask you a question. Now you're going to have to be honest. You're going to get any help. Have you ever been there in your life? Preacher, I just want to get away from it all. I want to lay it down. I want to quit. And I just want to go where nobody bothers me. Friend, there's a lot of folks get that way. Amen. And I don't care how spiritual you think you are. We get down. We get depressed. And there's times we just want to go away. There's times in the ministry, Brother Shay, I'd like to get away. Everybody looks at my way, and then they're going to look at my little girl in school and think she's got to live up to this standard. I'm telling you, we are people like you are. And there's times that I just want to say, I'd just like to get away. I'm just being honest with you this morning. But listen, friend, I'm telling you, David said the enemy is around me, and that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to stop. He wants you to quit. He wants you to back down. Well, people in this time, in this psalm, David here wished that he could die. Think about it. 
Now, friend, there's coming today. This is prophetic. There's coming today when the Antichrist comes that people that get left behind, we have slave to die. And they're not going to be able to die. That's a dark day. And that's prophetic what this psalm's talking about. But listen, right now, you and I are like David. There are times which you and I feel like we just want to get away. Have you ever felt that way? David felt that way in our text. He feels as if he's all alone. He feels as if he's abandoned here in our text. But the thing that I say is David had somebody with every single step away. The whole time he fell alone. God was right there working in His midst. Hey friend, ain't you glad this morning that you're not alone? So what we see in our text is David wants to get away. He wants to fly away like a dove. Remember that. He wants to get out of the world because he knows there are better days ahead. But now I sure am glad that when trouble does come, somebody's still there. Each and every one of us have been where David's at in his life. If we're honest, there's a lot of folks who give you the spiritual, I've never been there before because I trust God all the time. Well, thank the Lord for you. But there's been times in my life I just want to fly away. With the help of the Lord, I want to preach on this thought. What to do when you want to fly away. God's given me three thoughts on this text this morning. I want to share them with you. And y'all pray for me. I'm having rough this morning. But, the, uh, but God's given me this. Number one, what is it that made him want to fly away? Uh, number two this morning, what is it that kept him there? And uh, number three, what is it that sustained him in this time? Well, let's look number one at what it is that made him want to fly away. Look at your Bible. The Bible said in verse number 3, because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. Now David wants to fly away here because of the voice of the enemy. And I know that as far as the context goes, we've looked at this uh, in the context of a hit the fell and Absalom, and even though we don't fully know whether that's right or not, I don't know, what we do know is there's an enemy that is warned against David in our text. David cries out in verse number 6, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then I would fly away and be at rest. Now, the wings of a dove this morning, I, I looked this up, I couldn't figure out why David would want to fly away like a dove. Now, a dove this morning can take one of its wings and it'll fold up that wing and the other one can do the work. When this wing gets tired, it'll fold it up and it can fly away. David wanted to fly away and never he wanted to go as far away as he could. Alright? So he wanted to get that. And if you're saved in morning again, you know this morning the enemy is breathing down your neck, down your back, especially if you're trying to do something for God. And the enemy had David wanting to fly away. Friends, sometimes does it feel like the enemy is breathing down your neck and you just want to get away? If you do much for God, you understand what I'm talking about. I was talking to a great man of God the other day. And he said, Preacher, please pray for me. The devil's giving me a fit. Called me to his office. And he said, I just, I just want to ask you to pray for me. I thought I was in trouble. This one boss at work. And he said, he said, the devil's giving me a fit. 
He said, Preacher, I'm thinking things I ought not to think. And he said, he said the devil even told me, if you saved, you wouldn't even thought that. He ever told you that? That's a lie straight with him. If you're saved, you're saved. He can't do nothing about it. But there's times that the enemy comes in. And it's like my boss was saying, if I can just get away from all this, if I can just quit, if I could just get away. He said, I'm struggling and I need some prayer. Hey friend, I don't know about you, there are times the enemy will come in and there are times he'll make us feel like we ought to just quit and like we ought to just give up. Friend, that's the worst thing that we can do this morning is quit on God. Alright, so David's in his stress. The Bible still yet says in 1 Peter 5 and 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walking about seeking whom he may devour. The enemy wants to eat you alive. Y'all don't have to get in with me. I got one amen for a whole lot of truth right here. Amen. The enemy wants to eat you alive, so you'll stop being a witness for Christ. The Bible said in 1 Peter 5 and 9, whom resist steadfast in faith. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Each and every one of us that are saved face the affliction of the enemy this morning. But I'm glad if you say steadfast in the faith, even in the times we want to fly away. The Bible said in James chapter 4 verse number 7, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. The devil knows his time is coming. But I'm telling you, if you and I will stand steadfast in Said fast in the faith, if you and I keep going for God and submitting to God, the devil flew. Hey, how many of you ever seen old dog? Maybe I shouldn't use this. How many of you ever seen a dog put its tail between its legs and just hurt and run off? You ain't got to answer why, just have you ever saw it? Amen. Most of us around here have. I like it when you get to throw rocks, devil. And the devil just tugs his tail between his legs. And he goes away like a dog. Amen. I'm telling you, you can resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Hey, friend, listen, friend. The enemy is raging this morning. Hey, Job didn't quit on God, did he? Think about what happened to him at the end. I mean, he's sitting there with sore bulls all over him, looking bad. His wife said, curse God and die. Job said, I'm not going to quit. Hey, he got all that restored to him. I'm telling you, child of God, there's coming a day when there's going to be so much restored unto us, it'll be worth it in the end. Hey, friend. Job didn't quit on God. David here said, I want to fly away. He didn't quit on God. The Bible said in verse number 8 here though, I would hasten my escape from the winds, from the windy storm and tempest. So the enemy had David down. The storm had him down too, did it not? And sometimes if we're honest, we go through storms. But we're not. I didn't come here to preach real good this morning. I just came here to tell you the truth. We go through storms each and every one of us. Hey, there ain't one here that don't go through a storm. And if you do, if you ain't, well, just hold on, you will. So sometimes we go through storms. It'll make us want to fly away. Like David wanted to hear our text. I mean, sometimes it feels like there's nothing but storms all around. Everywhere you turn, there's financial storms. Boy, I tell you, the number one cause of divorce in America is finances. 
There's financial storms. Well, there's times where the bank account ain't so great and you don't know what to do and then God swoops in and makes a way. Man, there's financial storms, amen, where we don't know what to do. There are marital storms. Amen. There's marital storms. If your marriage ain't had no storms, somebody's taking a lot somewhere. Amen. Anyhow, listen, the Bible said this, even, though, even God knew it's hard to live with a woman. There's going to be marital storms I have in a few minutes. Listen, the Bible said this, Proverbs 21 and 9. It's better to dwell in a corner of a housetop with a brawling woman in a white house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't say it. No matter how big the house is, sometimes it's better that we go outside and take out our eating room or something out there. That goes both ways, my buddy. Sometimes we just got to step outside, don't we? Hey, there's marital storms. I'm glad we can laugh about it, but that lets me know. I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Amen. There's family storms, right? There's storms with sickness happening in life as well. Storms everywhere you go. And friends, some of them's just hard to bear. I'll just be honest with you. And if we're honest, we can get like David here in our text. We can say, man, if I could just fly away. If I could just I can just step out for a few minutes. There's storms. This is where David was at in his life. And what I'm trying to say this morning is that it don't matter how spiritual we may seem, there's storms in life. The enemy's raging. You say, preacher, you're not helping me. Well, I'm working on it, amen. The Bible lets you and I know that it will rain on the just, on the unjust. That's the way that it is. And I didn't come here to complain, but I came to be honest. And sometimes there are storms in life that will make you and I want to quit. The enemy was at David's throat. The storm seemed so deep, so wild, that it seemed like he would not be able to escape. And that's not, is that not the way it is sometimes? I'm going to ask you that a lot because I want you to agree. Alright, so we see all that caused David want to fly away. Get a hold of this. People's words made David want to fly away. It's your Bible. The Bible said in verse number 21, the words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet were they grown swords. Sometimes words will make you want to fly away. Sticks and stones may break my bones, the words that never hurt me is the biggest line ever told. Because they can't hurt. Sometimes, as God's children, it'd be best if we just shut up. Now, that's not as fun as I can put it. And I'm talking to me. I was going to, uh, well, let's hold on just a second. Okay? The Bible says in James chapter 3, verse 5 through 6, Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter, a little fire kindleth. The Bible says the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. And so is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body. Our tongue and setteth on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. Words can pierce to the bone and make you want to fly away. Amen. David said this person's words were drawn like swords. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was standing outside of my car one day and a preacher kept me talking out there for an hour. Now, for some reason, our car windows down. I don't understand that. 
When I got in the car, here's what I said. I said, that preacher like froze me to death. I went, I went, hey, the window's down. <laughs> and that preacher looked in, I'm like, excuse me? Sometimes <laughs> it would be real good if we just hugged. I said, said nothing. I said, just got in the car and put the heat on. But words can hurt. Now, me and this brother will laugh about this probably from now on, but I had to call him and I had to say, I apologize for something said. And he said, Brother, my skin's so thick, I'm a pastor. Yeah, I understand. He said, it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me if you hadn't called. I said, Well, I know that. Listen, sometimes words can hurt. And if it hadn't hurt him, he wouldn't look at me like, Excuse me. Amen. So even though he made that statement, he wanted to fly away, but you know what I don't see in our text? I do not see David going away. See, there's something that kept David there. Uh, look at number two. What kept him there? The Bible says in verse number 16, As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. So what it is that kept David going is David knew something about having communion and having conversation with a thrice holy God. He knew what it was like this morning to have the spirit of prayer and to get away in his prayer closet. He knew what it was like to feel the presence of God in his life. Hey, friend, listen to me. I'm trying to help you this morning. Do you know what it's like to feel God so close when you pray? Boy, if you don't, man, you're missing out. I mean, friend, there's times that we can pray and it feels like God's just right in our ear listening to everything we've got to say. That's getting that spirit of prayer. David knew how to do that. Some of you looking at me, you know what I'm talking about. Well, I tell you, me and my wife got down one time and prayed. And we got up off the altar and she said, it's like God's asleep. Amen, I love when he just hugs us. Hey, you look at me like I'm crazy. Listen, you need to experience what David experienced. This kept him here. Friend, listen, that's something we can all learn more about. Have you gotten your prayer, prayer closing and just felt the nearness of God? I mean, just felt David knew how to pray. He's a man after God's own heart. That means he was a righteous man before God. Say, preacher, I've never felt that. Let me tell you what the Word of God said. James 5 and 16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. None is righteous. No, not one. No old friend who feels drawn out of God. He'll draw out of us. Friend, have you ever felt His closeness? Have you ever felt His Spirit? It kept David going. It'll keep you going. Hey, friend, we can't expect to feel God in our prayer lives if we got sin in our lives, unconfessed sin in our heart. You know what hinders between God and man this day and time is sin in our life. You want to feel the nearness of God, you've got to get that mess out. Man, there's nothing like feeling God. Well, the Bible said in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17, pray without ceasing. So we always ought to have that spirit of prayer. Always ought to desire that communion with God. Well, I tell you, you and I have the privilege to go to Christ and pray in Jesus' name. That takes prayer to the Father. He's the mediator. Christ is. The Bible said in 1 Timothy 2 and 5, for there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. 
So when you pray and you get all that sin out of your heart, listen to this. This is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. Christ takes your prayer to the Father and He hears everything you say. Man, I tell you, that does something for me. Some of you looking like i got three heads. Listen, what a privilege we've got. Take our prayer to God. Friend, listen, uh, the Bible said in Genesis 18 and 4, is anything too hard for God? We're praying to the God that nothing is too hard for. Amen. In that text there in Genesis 18, what God was saying is that He's going to give Sarah a son in her old age. We know that Sarah had a son. Nothing's too hard for God. Friend, what a God we get to serve. And now instead of having all this anxiety and all this fear, David here is having a peace in his heart. That's funny from going from a man who wanted to fly away and now having peace. But boy, if you know what it's like, there's nothing like it. Some things can't be preached about. you just got to experience it for yourself. The Bible said in verses 17 through 18, Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Uh, here in Psalm 55 and 18, He had delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. He went from crying to having peace and joy because he felt the presence of God in his prayer life. Brittany had a peace because he knew that God heard. The Bible still says in verse 17, And he shall hear my voice. Aren't you glad for the times that God heard your voice? When you ready to fly away and he wrapped his arms around you and he answered your prayer and you fell. Oh, friend. There's nothing like in this world. Well, that's the thing that kept David from flying away. He knew he had power with God. Well, we've looked at what it is that made him want to fly away. What is it that kept him there? I want to show you one more thing. I'm going to get out of the way. Number three, what it is that sustained him. During this time. So not only did David stay, David was sustained. The Bible says in verse 22 here, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Now don't miss this. The word sustained means upheld, maintained, and supported. That means even when you feel like you want to fly away, there's something that will uphold you. There's something that will maintain you. There's something that will keep you here instead of flying away and going off the deep end. David, by God, had now been sustained. He was upheld when it seemed as if he couldn't be upheld. He was supported. He was leaning on something other than himself. Friend, he was leaning on God. He now has the support that he needs to face the hard time in this life. And instead of flying away, he's now sustained. Well, I've been preaching for almost seven years. And I've come to find out one of the hardest things for a child of God to do is cast their burden on Boy, we can preach about it, sing about it, talk about it, but man, do we do it. David done that in our text. He casted his care on God. How many of you like to feel? 
I like really big old fishing that I never get to catch. But when I do, I like it. Most of the time, my wife does. But listen here. She outfishes me all the time. Here. First thing you gotta do is cast it. Right? Now, when we cast fishing, we reel it back in. Especially if you're using a, a lure or even more, you're gonna cast somewhere else. You cast something on God. You cast it and you cut the string. And you don't pick it back up. You know why people can't have peace and victory when they want to fly away in our day? Because we'll pray about something and the second we pray about it, we pick it right back up and we bear it and we really did first about it. Well, it's hard. Preacher, that's easy preaching. Hard living. Yeah, it is. But maybe you're here and you say, Preacher, I feel like I need to fly away. You don't need to fly away. The thing that needs to fly away is your burden this morning. My friend, I'm telling you this morning, that's what God can do for us like He done for David. He's no longer barely getting by. He's being upheld by the power of God in his life because he casted his trouble on God and he trusted God to take care of it. And right when David realized that he couldn't handle this problem, he said, God, you take it. It's yours and I'm not carrying it anymore. Preacher, here's my burden. It's on my back. Hey, I, I've been carrying it for a long time. And I want to bring it to the altar this morning. There's my burden. Now, I walk out the church door. And here's my burden still here. But God, I prayed about it. Preacher, I prayed about it. But your burden's still there. Why? He picked it right back up. See what David does? He cast it on God. And he laid it down. He cut the string. And he said, God, it's yours. And in the song, he shouted victory. Because God has took it from him. If we don't get hold of it, we can go out the door, shout what God has done for us. I don't know your heart. But maybe you're here and you say, Preacher, I've been bearing a burden. I'm down. I'm depressed. I, I need to get rid of it. Lay it down at the feet of Christ. Let Him have it. Friend, cast it on Him. F.B. Myers said this. He said, We cannot do our work so long as we stoop beneath the exhausting waste of anxiety and care. Hand all over to thy father's care. No, he's saying, he's saying, cast it and cut the string. Charles Haddon Spurgeon said this, If I cast my burden upon the Lord, what business have I to carry it myself? How can I truthfully say that I've cast it upon him if I'm still burdened with it? You know what he's saying? Cast it and cut the string. Are you tired of being burdened? With the things out here. Child of God, there's victory. There's victory. In any situation, if we just lay it down at the Father's feet, cast it, and let Him have it.
let him have it. It'll help you. It'll help you. He helped David. He didn't fly away, but he was sustained. Let's all stand, our heads bowed, and our eyes closed this morning. This is what God's given me this morning. Say, preacher, that ain't been good preaching. Take it up with the Lord, I guess.